you have your Bibles, you can turn with me to Isaiah chapter 40, the last few verses of this chapter, 27 through 31. Significant, important words, but words that we need to be reminded of from time to time in the struggles and the difficulties that all of us encounter day by day. After giving these words through Isaiah toward the end of the chapter, we have these statements, these questions, many questions in this chapter, but these are significant for us to hear and be reminded of. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God? Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youth shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But, significant word, but, they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. As we will hear, heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of our God is eternal. Join me in prayer, please. <clears throat> Lord God, I pray and ask that you would take the words of my mouth, the meditation of our hearts. And I pray that they, all of us, all of these things will be acceptable in your sight. O oh Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. I was going to start with a different intro. But in view of some of the events that some of you have perhaps heard and viewed, there is a war going on and will go on. We hear of wars and rumors of wars, but we are experiencing and observing some of the things that are happening in a significant way in this day and age. Prime Minister of Israel, Netanyahu, has declared war after the Hamas surprise attack on Israel. Many people have been killed and injured. Hamas takes the heat from the world leaders, but some of the leaders of Hezbollah and Iran are applauding the action that they have taken. 
We have a southern border problem, an issue in this country. We're going to experience, no doubt, some situations in the House of Representatives this week. A death toll from the recent Afghanistan earthquakes have killed perhaps more than 2,000 people. The North Korea and Russian border has a rail traffic with uh, a certain amount of uh, instruments, apparently, unknown. We certainly have heard in recent days about the Ukraine and Russian war and the battle. As I said earlier, there are wars and rumors of war. In the word of God, in Ephesians chapter 6, it is a spiritual battle. What do we do with this situation and circumstance? The title of this today's message is taken from Isaiah chapter 40. The words, Behold your God. Taken from this portion of the Word of God, we have the word behold indicating and stated in some three instances. And before that, the words gospel, good news. And before that, the word of God, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. The word of God in a day and age when there is no longer anything <clears throat> that is eternal. Everything is relative. We have a word of God. We have a standard in the midst of these wars and rumors of wars and the struggles that we hear in the world today and we are experiencing, both young and old. What is the answer? How do we handle these situations? We say in our circles that the final authority the final authority is the word of God for the way that we believe and the way that we live. We say those words, but do we really understand and practice those words? In our Presbyterian circles, we have subordinate standards, but I emphasize subordinate. The final authority is the word of God. But subordinate, based upon the word of God, we have the Confession of faith, the larger and the shorter catechism. And for those that are familiar, the first question in the catechism, the shorter catechism, is what is the chief end of man? And the statement and answer is the chief end of man is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. The second question in the catechism, what rule do we have to direct us how we can glorify and enjoy God. And the answer, the Old Testament and the New Testament is the only rule to direct how we may glorify and believe in God. The third question of the catechism, what does the Bible principally teach? How we are to believe about God and what duty does God require of us is found in the Word of God, the Old Testament, and the New Testament. This is very important because we are living in challenging days. In other words, do we figure out how we're going to handle
about how we are to live out our lives based upon the way that we think or upon the words of God. Do we really believe? Do we really believe the very word of God as our final authority? Folks, we are living in challenging days. The answer to the problems that we are experiencing in the world and in our lives is found here in verse 9. Go up on the high mountain, O Zion, and herald the good news. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good news. Lift it up, fear not, say to the cities of Judah, Behold your God. The next verse goes on, and the word behold is used. Behold, the Lord God comes with might, and his arm rules for him. Behold, his reward is with him, and his recompense before him. What does the word behold truly mean? Well, I've gone to the Webster International Dictionary of 1828, and it's called the American Dictionary of the English Language. And the word behold is put this way. Behold means to hold, to have in sight what you're looking at. What are you looking at? What am I looking at in this world of change and culture adjustments? The Saxony language, not only to look or see, but to guard, to guard. The Latin, to keep, leads to a word beholden, which means bound or obliged. The German language, to hold or keep. The Dutch, to hold or bound. The Danes, to keep, retain, behold, retreat. Have a place for refuge, for reservation. To fix your eyes upon to see with attention, to observe with care. The context here in Isaiah chapter 40 is behold your God. It is good news in the midst of a world of what we would consider bad news. Bad news. It was John the Baptist who many years ago in John chapter 1 and verse 29 as he saw Jesus coming, he said, Behold, behold the Lamb of God who has come to take away the sin of the world. As we go back to Isaiah, we read the last verses of the previous chapter, verse 39, verses 5 through 8. The context that Isaiah said to Hezekiah, Hear the word of the Lord of hosts. Behold, the days are coming. This is prior to an exile. Behold, the days are coming. When all that is in your house and that which your fathers have stored up till this day shall be carried to Babylon. 
Nothing shall be left, says the Lord. And some of your own sons who will come from you, whom you will father, shall be taken away, and they will be eunuchs in the palace of the king of Babylon. Then Hezekiah said to Isaiah, The word of the Lord that you have spoken is good. For he thought there will be peace and security in my days. How important it is. With this in mind, we come to the first verse of Isaiah 40. Comfort, comfort ye my people, says your God. He was a preacher who many years ago teaching and talking to a younger pastor, said, preach to broken hearts, preach to broken hearts, and you will never lack an audience. And the rest of this chapter 40 is a reflection on God and the need for God, for them to keep their eyes upon God, their lives focused upon God. Verse 3, a voice cries in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up and every mountain and hill be made low. And the uneven ground shall become level and the rough places a plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. Why? For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A wilderness, desolate, is a highway. Who? For us? Yeah, we may be experiencing <clears throat> some of that in our world, but it's a highway for God. Lifting up the valleys, the mountains and the hills made low, level ground, rough places plain. Why? So that the glory of God might be reflected. And with all of this, we have the verses that we're familiar with, verses 6 through 8. It is the word of God that is the final authority. It is eternal. Verse 9, behold, focus your attention, focus your lives upon the Lord God. And the rest of this chapter 40 describes the character, the attributes, and the actions of this God. Verse 12. Who has rest <clears throat> measured the waters in the hollow of his hand and marked off the heavens with a span? Enclosed the dust of the earth in a measure and weighed the mountains and scales and the hills in the balance? Who did that? Whom did he consult and who made him understand? Who taught him the path of justice and taught him knowledge and showed him the way of understanding? Behold, the nations are like a drop from a bucket and are counted as the dust on the scales. Behold, he takes up the coastlands like fine dust. Verse 22. It is he who sits above the circle of the earth and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers. Who brings pieces to not, princes to nothing and makes the rulers 
of the earth as emptiness. Scarcely are they planted, verse 24. Scarcely sown, scarcely has their stem taken root in the earth when he blows on them and they wither and the tempest carries them off like stubble. To whom then will you compare me that I should be like him, says the Holy One. The character, the attributes, the power of God. The God that we are to behold and look to in these circumstances is a God who is omnipresent, a God who is powerful. The Catechism, verse question four, who is the spirit? God is the spirit, infinite, eternal, and unchangeable in his being, wisdom, power, holiness, justice, goodness, and truth. That should comfort us. But we have some questions. God, verse 27, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God. Have you not known, have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youth shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength and shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Wait for the Lord. Mount up with wings, run, not be weary, walk, not faint. That is possible in the midst of challenges and changes and adjustments to keep our eyes and our lives focused, both young and old, men and women, boys and girls, focused upon the God. A God who works all things together for good. To those who have been called according to his purpose. And what is his purpose? God's desire and purpose is that we be conformed to the likeness of his son. Do you have that assurance and that hope? In these days of change, these days of difficulty, may your spiritual eyes be focused upon the almighty God who loved you before the foundation of the world. He who knew no sin became sin for you and for me. It's hard for me to comprehend and grasp that, but that is the truth of God. If God had not given us the word that does not change, we would live in spiritual ignorance. We would not have the standards, the assurance, the truth from error. The word of God tells us that his truth will set us free. If God had not protected his word from error, the Bible would be just an unreliable book of no greater value than any other book. If God did not open our eyes to know his ways, we would not have the understanding of 
his purpose and comfort and relief and direction. As we encounter things that are, are taking place in our lives, the word of God reminds us that heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not pass away. Yes, God has stated, you have my word. You can bank on that. No. You can bank on me. Behold, your God, our God. Let us pray. Our Father, we thank you that we have the assurance and the confidence. We may not understand, we may still have a lot of questions about this or that circumstance or situation. But thank you that your word is true. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full, not half full, but full of the truth. And I pray and ask that as we encounter these circumstances, as we have these opportunities of experiences this week, day by day, moment by moment, may we truly keep our eyes upon the author and finisher of our faith, who was despised, who was rejected, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. But thank you that that iniquity that all of us encounter in our experience in our sinful natures was laid upon him. And through his stripes, there is healing. Oh, I pray and ask that we would truly focus our attention, our experiences, our words, our thoughts. May they be truly pleasing in your sight. We give you thanks, and we ask this in the matchless name of Christ Jesus. Amen.